trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 538 off the top of my head. I'm Adam, and something about vampires or whatever, blah, 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 um, uh, I kissed Amy, blah, 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 whatever. And here's Burby Cartlett Sloan. Blimey, fish from space have never been so buxom. Shen Bavala. I haven't got a clue what I'm doing here. Mary Lang. <laughs> I'm a Time Lord. You're a big fish. Think of the children. Nice one. That's the best one so far. Well done, Mary. Yes, today we're going to be vampiring in Venice as briefly as we possibly can for health and safety reasons. Because it's 9,000 uh, degrees everywhere. <laughs> yes. Is this an unusually hot summer for you this year? Well, um, they're yeah. making ideas. We had a hot one two years ago, and we had one, another hot one in 1976. Yeah, so, so three summers in 35 years yes. now, apparently equivalent <laughs> to global warming. So uh, I'm not a global warming denier. I just think people go a little bit over the top on it. It's because hot. Of it. Yes, of I, it. Agree. I agree. It's, it's hot. Yes, yeah. it's hot. We have we have hot and cold times. The planet it's warms up and cools down by itself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means, you more. know, Ben, don't you? Yeah, that means we're going to get an incredibly wet winter. Winter? Incredibly wet. Why, is it going to be raining lots outside? No, in winter. Not oh, saying winter. winter. I, I said incredible. winter. I, I thought you said an incredibly wet window. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I thought that too. Stop ganging up. It's called bullying. <laughs> right, we're not ganging up. We're just correcting errors. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, um, vampires in Venice, which like I say, I'm going to uh, rush through as quickly as possible. And well, I've accidentally what, clicked on I, Amy's I, choice. No, I didn't. Actually. I, I definitely clicked on vamp. Oh, oh no, it was Times of Angels. Oh, well, Times Master? of Angels. Master. Can we not even start the bloody program before, without an interruption? Nine, nine, years, no, cause, ago, cause, nine cause, years ago, I wasn't on the podcast where we discussed this. So I don't give a tinker's cuss. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to stay here, but I'm going to turn my microphone off because that unholy din in the background of everyone's ears is my air conditioner because we've just. I don't hear it anymore. You Do you say, not? I don't Did you say it. an unholy din? If you hear it now. Right. Well, yeah, well, probably can if you pause. It's, it's, it's fine. Oh, is it? Oh, it's not causing there? an issue. I keep on getting oh, Amy's choice come up when I'm clicking on vampires in Venice. What the hell's going on? Oh, oh no, it's still Amy's cool, choice. Then. I'm getting cross. Well, we could do Amy's choice. I don't want to do no, Amy's choice. Now I'm getting <laughs> Time of Angels. I click on uh, vampires in Venice, and it's Amy's choice. What happens if you click on Amy's choice? That'd be interesting to see what happens. Oh, it's still Amy's choice. Oh, good. I, I can't actually go and review the episode yes get in right I'll still have to do it by next bit memory then. what's the next bit sponsors <laughs> right then so um, it's Amy's what choice what do you do master oh. master go to the end of the uh, angel two-parter and then let it continue playing and it will they give you they don't do that on Apple TV Thank how you, am I Kim? supposed to know that <sighs> normally you just click on the episode and it plays obviously there's an error and I mean error, not as in era, which is because obviously Americans say the word era, but as era. Um, right then, so I'm going to do it from what I can remember for having watched it about 10 minutes ago. Um, 
So, yeah, it begins with, um, obviously, Rory's on a stag do, uh, and who pops out of the cake book? Le Doctor, who um, says something about, oh, I kissed yeah, Amy, and I'm going to take you away for a romantic weekend, sort of. And um, so that's what he does, and they uh, sort of eventually decide on Venice, where we'd already had a pre-title sequence of uh, a young girl called Isabella being um, given away by her dodgy father to some sort of school. Yes? How did Isabella like being in a story? Well, I suspect ten years ago she would have been quite excited about it. This year she just wants to stay in a room and talk to her friends on online, so that's probably about as as interesting. Anyway, she doesn't refer to herself. Sounds like she's repeating She doesn't refer to herself as Isabella anymore. The dog's starting to snore now. That's a, um, every time she thinks of Andy Nunny, this does occur. Anyway, so they end up after obviously this this Isabella gets taken in by this school and and um, uh, what's the name? Um, Draco Malfoy's mum gets her teeth out and gets all. Uh, they arrive in um, in Venice. It doesn't look very like Venice, to be fair, but nevertheless, it's yes, Venice. It does. No, it doesn't. And um, I think they did a great job with uh, using that Croatian city is Venice. Okay. They initially do a little bit of tourism and then uh, Amy and Rory overhear a bit of a an argument between um, Draco Malfoy's mum and her son which isn't Draco, must be his brother um, and um, get a bit nosy and the doctor overhears something as well. To cut a longer story short um, they start poking their nose in and um, there's some quite good scenes in which uh, the doctor sort of well, initially he, doctor-esque sends amy into the danger zone you know sort of t- tells her to pretend to be you know well rory's got to be his her brother and master incorrect it's rory pretends to be brie can't speak be her brother master, master no the doctor did not want uh Amy insisted. He was completely against Amy it. insisted. Amy insisted. There we go. We've got there in the end of it. And hang on, have a sip. That's my um, hot How weather. How do you medicine. watch it if, if you can't watch it now? No. Um, anyway, so, oh, I've got ice in my gob. I'm trying. Mm. So, anyway, so they go in and they sort of manipulate Amy to get taken in uh, after using some uh, psychic paper. Uh, I, I was a bit surprised they, they actually got taken in by the psychic paper. I love initially. the snoring in the background. Don't join the dog snoring. <laughs> uh, she, she's only snoring because she's got she's got a, a dressing a permanent dressing around her head and it, it sort of constricts her neck a little bit and it makes her snore. Uh, she used to snore anyway. She just snores a hell of a lot more now. Shut up, star. Um, this is probably why Deb said she must be in this room while we're doing the show. To be fair. So uh, yeah, so Amy gets taken in very quickly. It puts it gets put in a dormitory and finds Isabella. And I thought, oh, hooray! It's saved. Isabella is saved. And uh, but obviously it was a sad um, Master, aspect of that story. Skip, Sorry. You completely, you completely skipped that wonderful scene where what, the doctor... Rory. No, not the one where Rory and um, the the son of um, Draco Malfoy's mum had a, a bit of a fight between the stick and a sword. That on that scene. Or well, another that's scene when that's towards the end. You talk about the, the scene doctor, where the doctor the, sees the the, the, um, Ma- Master, the vampire Master. girls. What? Master, the doctor sonics his way in at first instead yeah. of coming in through the well. Yes. And he ends up down and sees all the vampire girls in the mirror. Yes, that's the scene the I just referred to. And yes. the doc, the first doctor, a library card. Yes. Was, um, okay. 
Yes, uh, yes, I did see that. I did watch the episode. In fact, I told you I watched it this afternoon. Anyway, so... Um, but you can't watch it now. No, it's shut strange. up. Um, what did I get up to? Uh, right. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, so Rory ends up... Um, they sort of eventually sort of patch a minor disagreement up and decide to try and enjoy uh, Venice but then get quickly embroiled in a, in a little bit of a skirmish uh, where Rory's sort of trying to protect himself with a, a broom against uh, um, a young lad with a stick. I mean, a knife. Uh, Boy, you completely skipped all the business thing. where uh, yeah. Amy is almost turned into one of the girls. Yeah, I did skip that bit because I'm trying to get through it quickly. And, and, um, and Rory and the doctor comparing the sizes of their lights. Yes, and there was a, yeah, a reference to um, some innuendo. And there's also, I missed a very good scene in which uh, Rory tells the doctor off for always placing yes. Amy in danger. Yeah, which is iconic, iconic lines. Yeah. I'm sure somebody can remind me what those lines are while I dabble in some hot weather medicine. Yeah, yeah, that's my. You most know what's dangerous about you? Something. You know what's dangerous about you? Something you make people take risk is you make them you? want to impress you. Yes, you make it. it so that they don't want to let you down. That's it. Yes, good, good, um, good lines. Um, anyway, so. Um, what happened next? Oh yeah, so uh, then they decide to force Isabella to jump in uh, the uh, the canal thingy and get eaten by these these sort of relatives of theirs. Uh, the, uh, also, because she got her little machine uh, uh, sort of uh, perception filter machine broken, they, she keeps on re reverting to her fish form, which unfortunately, even though this is HD, the CGI does look a bit naff. Um, did somebody well, say master? It looks fine because it's a perception filter. Oh, that's why. Is it okay? Master, master, master. Oh. The uh, for the swimming scenes, they had the the people be wearing special dry suits, not wetsuits, to keep warm in that water. And one of the producers, Beth Willis, actually was the person they used to test that with. Oh, sorry, I'm just watching the hundred because it looks like. Uh... Southern Brave aren't going to get a particularly good total. Um, where do I get up to? Oh yeah, so uh, obviously I don't know. Um, Isabella. Five's not bad. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, after a side the other the other day got 157. Uh, I'm sure that's really very good. Um, where do I get up to? Oh yeah, so um, yeah, Isabella gets done in. Very sad. I felt sorry for her because I thought the whole hope of that side of the story was you saw Isabella get taken in by these people uh, and her poor dad, who's obviously uh, a widower. And, that, and he did say that she meant everything to him, so your hope is that this girl who meant everything to a bloke you sort of initially start liking uh, would make it through the story, but no, she suffers a death, and it's very, very... I find that quite sad. Yeah, um, sad, yeah. You know, sort of lack of hope for me in that particular element. But anyway, um, yeah, so... They, they've got this plan. I can't remember what the plan is, but I think they're going to take over the wor world because they, they've uh, come through a crack in time. Um, and, they were uh, chased had by the silence. Something about the silence, which uh, Stephen Moffat hadn't decided what the silence was at this stage. Uh, but uh, he just put the word in, and we'll decide what it is later on. Um, it Then, um, to cut a longer story short, it resulted in the Doctor climbing up the sort of cathedral roof thingy and... and going up to the little globe thing on the top and lifting it open and well, stopping it from working and all the leather because it was getting a bit stormy up to that point uh, as soon as he flicked the switch all the skies cleared and everybody was okay which uses Ooh. the crack very various times I beg your pardon 
Amy's crack. You can see it in the Can sky. you? I didn't see that bit. I must rewind. No wonder. Yes, you did. Uh, Hang on, I was, must ago, rewind. You're the one who brought it up to the rest of us. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And, and after um, a sort of fairly happy ending, apart from poor Isabella, um, they decide to keep Rory on as a, as a companion. Uh, uh, and the camera then zooms into the, the lock of uh, the TARDIS and we see a, a foreboding of what's going to happen next, or next week, in fact. So well, that you do with with online versions, with the DVD version, you just drop straight to the credits. Anyway, so anyway, um, Vampires of Venice. Now, I quite enjoyed Boy, this particular story. that was fast. Yeah, I know. I quite enjoyed this particular story, to be fair, but I did notice a few things that didn't quite make sense. I, I, they've sort of skipped over my head at the moment, because like I said in previous episodes, when the story's quite good, you tend to overlook some discrepancies in the make sense department, whether it's a fancy TV show, uh, what's it called again? Science fiction, fancy TV show or not. Uh, there, there are certain elements you think, oh, well, that, that's just happened then. And you said that couldn't happen, but it's just happened sort of thing, you know. And I know somebody on this show who will be able to verify that because she would have noticed it. I've given it away who it is now, haven't I? She will have noticed the, the things that I'm talking about in regards to the not making sense aspect. But uh, it's I'll tell you what, um, it's an ensemble cast in regards to the TARDIS crew at the moment uh, because um, Amy and Rory uh, and uh, the Doctor have a bit of a chemistry rapport thing going on and I think that works really, really well. It's a shame they decided to nip it in the buds of blimmin' quick. But, um, yes, it's it's a good episode. Um, so, what did you think of it? I'm going to say Ben, but you didn't see it. What did you see it, Ben? No, okay. What did you think of it then, Kirby? <laughs> uh, my attitude towards it has changed through the years. At first, I didn't like it. Uh, in, when it was first broadcast, I sort of liked it when we talked about it nine years ago. And as I keep watching it, I keep liking it more and more. Uh, I used to be bothered by the fact that it was the resolution was climb a tower and flip off a very obvious uh, switch. Mm. <laughs> Just try, that drove me crazy for a while, but then it occurred to me. It's a science fiction fantasy TV yeah, show. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is they have, <laughs> have recent years, they've had a tendency of getting the doctor to climb up great big towers. That's, yes. that's happened quite a lot. Uh, it's it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, I like the references, like the, the first doctor... Uh, library card and that, by the way if you look at it closely it says 76 trotters lane oh god <laughs> and, and and this isn't the first time that the first doctor is going don't worry that's ben's air con well, at least i hope it is otherwise there's been a just been a great big explosion in farnborough Ben, I think you need to start speaking because we can't hear anything. I'm not saying anything. I know, but you not saying anything has enhanced the sound from your um, earthquake machine. So, so it does actually make a difference then if I've got it on. Well, it it suddenly became very loud. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll sit here with my button on my my finger. What you could do is mute yourself uh, and put it on, and then put it off when you don't need to mute yourself. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want mute, you to suffer on our behalf, button, Adam. Pardon? Hey, I'm on is... the mute button. Oh, you're on the mute button, are you? That's all right then. Good. Okay. Carry on this then, Kirby. The, this isn't the first time we uh, see that p- particular picture of the first Doctor in this uh, series. We also see it in the um, 
in the uh, Van Gogh episode. <laughs> I believe at least one other time. Yes. And, and I just I just love that. I love that they actually pulled back in the first Doctor. Uh, however, this morning as I was looking through the little weirdnesses, and this doesn't bother me, but I thought this was interesting. The Vampires of Venice has similarities to School Reunion, written by Toby Woodhouse. The pre-title sequence involves a scene of a of a girl being attacked by an alien. Mm-hmm. is followed by a scene in which the Doctor appears during a common activity and says something rather ordinary. The companion's boyfriend joins in for the adventure and becomes part of the TARDIS crew. Both episodes feature scenes where the two of the main characters discuss the Doctor's effect on relationships. The alien species in both episodes can transform into humans. The leader of the alien race in both episodes proposes an alliance with the Doctor. A minor character disposes of most of the aliens by causing an explosion. The alien's plan is thwarted by a simple flick of a switch. And both groups of aliens exhibit traits of vampire mythology. But where was Sarah Jane and all that? I know. I, I still love Sarah, the school reunion. It's one of my all-time favorites. And I like this one. Okay. This is not a negative story. So on the live feed, we've got Lillian Robin. Hi. Uh, it, well, congratulations, Lillian. Oh, sorry, you're saying hi. I beg your pardon. Uh, Terry Miles says hi, Lillian Robin, and everybody else. Ian Kirk says 29 centigrade, 84 Fahrenheit here. Well, you're up, up north. It's uh, at least two degrees more uh, here. It's 30.7 at the moment, so heading for 31. Although outside, 25.9 in the air conditioned <laughs> room. Okay, oh, I forgot to get it ready. Uh, I suppose I'd. Oh, hang on, hang on, I've got problems. I can't move my window out of the way. Oh, that's in the way now. Uh, and now I found the bit I need, and it goes something like this Mary, I dread to think. What do you think? <clears throat> well, I'm going to tell a story, Uh-oh. and I, I've told it before, but it was it's I told it what ten years ago, <laughs> nine years ago, whenever we looked at this the last time, um, or when you may have looked at it. Um, that I this is the episode for me, the signature episode that brought me into Doctor Who. Um, what did you say? I said, "Ooh." Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I had in years past. Um, on our public television um, station uh, at odd moments tuned in to Doctor Who. And my first exposure was uh, the fourth Doctor um, on that space station with the um, the bubble wrap monster. Um, and the whole thing was Ark just so... Ark in space. Thank you. Oh, what... I was going to say, you might have to narrow it down a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, which, which bubble wrap monster? Um, uh, and I remember looking at this guy with the curly brown hair, dressed strangely, acting goofy, um, and this totally unbelievable monster. And I thought, uh, you know, what is this anyway? Um, so, yeah, and, and I tuned out after a while. I watched most of the story, but tuned out after a while. Um, and then several years later, I happened to catch another episode of Doctor Who on the public channel. Um, <clears throat> this time it was not the the dark-haired curly guy. It was a blonde curly guy in a ridiculous outfit, <laughs> um, acting goofy. And I thought, and so it didn't occur to me that this is like the same character played by different people. I'm just thinking this is like a, um, like an anthology series. It's just different people. <laughs> and... But the one thing to tie them together is that it was just so stupid. It's like, why does anybody watch this? And so I tuned it out again for years. 
until one day um, I walked in on my teenage daughter who was watching this episode and I was immediately captivated and I sat down and I watched it with her and it wasn't until it was almost over when I said, what is this show? And she said, this is Doctor Who. I said, what? There you go. This, this is Doctor Who? This is amazing. Um, and so that sent me on the journey because we had Netflix at that point yeah. of going back to the two Eccleston and watching all of Eccleston, watching all of Tennant and, you know, up to this episode. And I've been hooked ever since. So it was this episode that pulled me in for the very first time, not even knowing what it was. So what did you think about it then, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time, I, like I said, I was captivated and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, of course, you know, time changes how we uh, think about things. And, of course, you know, watching... But I do remember watching this through that uh, the first episodes with Amy, and it even hit me this time, that Amy is so irritating <laughs> and uh, unlikable, and she's so mean to Rory that, uh, you know, it's like, ooh, you know, why did he bring this girl along for his trips? Oh, she's quite nice-looking, for starters. And there's, there's probably more reasons he lets her stick around. <laughs> She's very irritating. Um, and, and and I have to say that... What, So's my wife. <laughs> Woo! Mr. Shoveler! Do-do-do. Um, this is why you're stuck in the shed. <laughs> and you'll be in there for a bit longer, I think. It's my, it's my choice, believe me. <laughs> and I do have to say that uh, Rory's speech about why... Um, Doctor Who is dangerous is for me the thing that just really hits home and for me it's the best speech about how dangerous the Doctor is for all of Doctor Who because it, it plays out that way all the time um, and one thing that struck me was you know how the Doctor likes to climb towers, it's yeah. bell towers um, uh, clock towers um, what is it uh, scaffolding he's always climbing something to turn off whatever's going on so that's kind of an old thing um, and then I wonder why didn't the doctor offer to send the Saturnin is that what they were called Saturnins Saturnine. Saturnines yeah, get why, it right Mary for God's sake why didn't he just send them to another planet or uh, at least you know off, why. but he doesn't he just kind of you know leaves them in the in, it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. And all I can think of is, you know, I feel sorry for the Venetians. <laughs> if anybody falls in the canal, um, you know, they're they're in trouble. Um, overall, uh, you know, aside from those things, um, oh, and the, the the young vampire telling telling mummy, <laughs> why don't you transform yourself? Well, it occurred to me. Well, if we're talking um, perception filter, once you turn it off then everybody looks like that. So how is it that mummy can, you know, just transform herself? Um, so that was something that stuck with me. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things I was thinking of. It is one of the things? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what the other thing might be, although probably watching it. There's just so many funny lines, and it moves so quickly. Yes. So many good comedic moments um, that it, it, it's a thin story. It doesn't really do much, but... It's just fun to watch, fun to listen to, um, and so that's what I have to say. Uh, thank you, Mary. Yeah, yeah, master, master, master. Yeah, at the at the end when uh, Senora, whatever her name is, uh, she she takes off 
clothes that she's not. Yes, actually that's carrying. the other bit. Yeah, yeah, that's the other bit. That, that was pointless. She's got a perception filter on. Why does she need to take invisible clothes that don't exist off? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why doesn't she turn the perception filter off before she jumps in? So and just jump in her. as herself. Yes, that was yeah, another thing. Yeah. I'm going to give you a ding for that, Kirby, because that was the main thing that I picked up on it. But like I say, oh, it didn't matter. You, you, it's got you're a good actually story. giving yourself a ding because I no, I'm giving you, you a ding for, for, for picking up on the points that I couldn't remember earlier on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's those inconsistencies. You know, transform yourself, mommy. It's like, oh, wait a minute, that's a perception filter. And yeah, why did I wondered about that too when she was taking her clothes off? It's like, why are you bothering? <laughs> Mm. Yes, so thank you very much, Mary. So this uh, uh, enables us to move on to the second part of the show, where uh, Ben, I think, usually has a piece of music that... He asks you what you think, and it normally goes well, but as he's an American, he'd say swell. So here's what you think in content it doesn't lack. It's Kirby Bartlett Sloan and his pedantic feedback. (laughs) And before you embark, Lillian Robbins says, I think I could cosplay Amy from this story. I've got the boot, skirt, tights and top. Need the jacket and red wig. Over to you, Kirby, while I go and top up on hot weather juice (laughs) okay (laughs) Mr. M says we never interrupt mummy when she's hydrating Vampires in Venice by Toe B. Whithouse this is a fun story written by a very undervalued new who writer the setting is fun the monsters are camp as anything and there is great snappy dialogue throughout the story is completely nuts in that wonderful way only Doctor Who can do. Fish vampires from space running a school in Venice is so ridiculous that I don't really know where it could have come from. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> the visual effects are quite weak in this episode, though. Perhaps they blew all the budget on the Croatia location filming. Francesco's flimsy fish facade looks very well fishy, especially during the sword fight with Rory. Arthur Darville is a great addition to the TARDIS team, although Amy is weaker when he is around. Oh, and it's a shame that the story is mostly resolved by the Doctor flicking the turn off the plot switch. (laughs) The vampire girls are hot. Though I do find it a bit... Not as hot as me and Adam today. (laughs) Do I? I do find it a bit confusing as to whether I couldn't shut their noses in the door. Sorry, I've got problems with the dogs. I've just left the, uh, they've left the oven for a less hot oven. Right. Let's oh, I Hurry do on. find Get it. In. May I continue? Sorry, no. Just uh, the dogs have just gone to cool down for a bit. Uh, they'll probably be back in in a minute. So carry on. Though I do find it a bit confusing as to whether or not they are human or fishy. It seems to change depending on what the plot requires. Overall, a decent eight out of ten. Next time, it's time to go to sleep, Andy. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and I respond to that, oh, I'm going to use that reminder about the sleeping Andy quite a bit for that story. <laughs> well, Star was reminding us about uh, sleeping Andy just a few moments ago. <laughs> yes. the girl, And I also remind him the girls are being turned into fish. It's explained in the story. It doesn't make sense, but it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. I also say I'd rather say program spelled British way. 
but Master wants me to say show. And the only other comment is uh, Ian's script. I'm disappointed. Mm. Mm. Sorry, Bob. Well, do you want to read out Robert? Do you want to read out Robert Haynes's then? I've got a nice cube in the Yeah, sure. Let me be careful. Master's hydrating. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. Uh, Okay. Some thoughts on the episode, though, if you want to share that. The special effects are starting to show their age these days. I'm not a big fan of the way Rory is treated in the story. Funny, I'd forgotten that the doctor was in the cake. The episode's pretty run-of-the-mill, though. Not too bad, but nothing special. It is sad watching this, what with the fairly recent passing of Helen McCrory in April of last year. It kind of makes her last scene quite poignant. Hope to be back for the next story. Keep cool for those of you in the heat. Uh, uh, Brandon Moore says sorry I'm late I was just hiding from Casanova I owe him a chicken and then Alan T. Butcher says it's alright everyone she said boots in reference to um, Lillian and uh, yeah right so thank you very much uh, Burby and that moves us on to uh, a little bit of blurb that Mary's going to dictate okay <clears throat> it's a, this is from uh, Linda and Terry Miles. It's Rory Stagnite on the day before his marriage. That's a no-no, as any married guys would tell you. Going to the altar with a sore head? No. Why would the doctor be in a giant fake cake? Oh, I get it. Stripper music and a girl in a bikini outside <laughs> needing jumper. Must be a Ledworth thing. Amy kissed the doctor. Best not to say anything about that, especially the day before their wedding. Oops, he told Rory. I'm amazed he didn't get lynched by the stags. A trip to, in quotes, Venice as a wedding present. Nice. Yes, I know it's not the real Venice, but Croatia. They also used Carefilly Castle and Castle Cock, which are just north of Cardiff in Wales. Venice, in quotes, is a collection of little wooden huts in the middle of a marsh, end quotes. This is true, but they then built some beautiful buildings on top of them. Now that Amy has changed out of her nightwear into a wide belt, uh, sorry, a miniskirt and top, there are ladies walking around Venice in their nighties. There seems to be a theme going here. Nobody in quotes Venice says a thing about Amy's short skirt. I suppose this is for the dads, just as in the old Who stories. Rory's speech about the doctor putting people in danger is so true. Yes, definitely, Terry. Nice kick from Amy right in the perception filter. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, a naked fish thing. They ran from the silence. That's something that might reoccur. The people upstairs are a bit noisy. Most people steal stationery from their employer, not gunpowder. From space have never been so buxom. Note to self, never go up against a sword wielding vampire using a broom. The sword always wins. Unless your wife happen unless your wife to be has a mirror in her pocket. <laughs> Hang on, a machine that controls the weather built by aliens? Isn't there one on the moon base that the Cybermen attacked? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, men th- built that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think Toby Whithouse nicked that machine off of Kit Peddler. 
how come Rosanna is able to peel off her outer clothing when it <laughs> damages her perception filter, where her clothes are all part of the perception yes. field? Uh, she even took off the perception filter attached to her clothes and stayed human. Hang on, I've got, I've got an answer, Mary. What? Maybe the clothes were persuaded. Oh. Ah, yes. It's a science fiction fantasy television show. <laughs> Sorry, forgot. <laughs> Next up, now it's time for a sleep. Or is it reality? Stay safe and well, everybody. Linda and Terry Miles. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Linda and Terry Miles. Sorry, I got distracted because Garson just got a really good wicket after just nearly getting a really good wicket uh, at the early stage of the uh, Oval Invincibles. Do you know, Adam, the only person who cares about what you're talking about is me, and I'm watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't Wicked an Ewok? <laughs> Good one, Ben. Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, twenty minute podcasters in Kirk. Hello, Ian. The Vampires of Venice by Toby Whithouse. Tell me the whole plan. One day that is going to work. A diabetic girl jumps out of a fake cake. She would not be allowed to eat real cake. There's a bit of foreshadowing when it turns out Guido has taken home a load of gunpowder from his previous job. He's wearing Rory's red photo t-shirt when he blew himself up to kill the vampires. He had only one daughter, Isabella. He was keen to enrol her in school, even though there was something fishy about it. (laughs) When the Doctor and Amy are so excited at having seen vampires, it is like when Doctor and Rose are excited at having seen a werewolf. Tennant is also referenced as Casanova. Rory tries holding two candlesticks in the shape of a cross. Rory is upset about the doctor kissing Amy, shortly before Francisco chains her up and bites her. More foreshadowing when Francisco warns his mother not to get too close to the canal with her disguise turned on. The sonic screwdriver has a dermal regeneration function. Yes, I remember Just in this episode. Yes, yes, just in this episode. The TARDIS wiki has a list of eight similarities between this and School Reunion, also a Toby Whithouse story. Shame about Bernard Cribbins. Yes. Bye for now. That's something we may talk about very shortly. But thank you for the reminder, Ian. Right, so we got this, so we're going to settle down with a cup of coffee, maybe a glass of Chardonnay. Well, good evening, 20 Megabyte. There's Andy Min here, just running a bath. It's Sunday evening, so uh, yes, that time of year. And um, yesterday I did my usual, and uh, with some on and off attention from Stormageddon, watched uh, Vampires of Venice. Venice, of course, as everybody knows, a place that has fewer canals than Birmingham. Interesting story. It's uh, a little far-fetched at times, but then, of course, it is a science fiction, fantasy-based TV program. Fantasy-based? Sure right um, but I did enjoy it. You rock along. It brought in a new alien species. And very interesting that, um, yeah, they are not quite shapeshifters, but they use perception filter, which I think is quite a clever way of doing things, except when it goes wrong. Uh, you do wonder, with Carlos, or Carlo, no, Carlo, wasn't it? Um, he's possibly didn't did he have to twig these people aren't actually who they say they are I mean the fact that they're vampires anyway must have surely worried him uh, perhaps it's all the uh, I don't know what the lira were they paid or whatever he got paid you know whatever currency Venetians use perhaps that sort of really you know, closed his mind to it you know these things do happen 
But um, it's interesting. You only really found out the end why they were doing what they were doing. And it was they were trying to preserve a race. And you know, in a way, you can understand that, can't you? They're fighting for their lives. And you think they only wanted one city. Well, at least that's what uh, their leader said. Uh, interesting watching Helen McCrawley and uh, not every other word. Uh, well, I'll try again. Every other word not being F and not smoking head off, as she did in the wonderful Peaky Blinders. Another program set in Birmingham, of course. We get everywhere, don't we? Um, but it's. The, and then just accused the doctor that I prepared to watch another race die. I mean, this is. This was more than just a story. This is, you know, introduced the concept of the silence, didn't it? Uh, you know, people started thinking, what is the silence? You know, we're going to start thinking, there's clues here. And I think this was really Moffat at his best because he was putting a story that could stand alone quite happily, but giving it a bigger context, a wider context. Uh, there were clues that come along, you know, in further stories, you get more and more, and then you start to pick things up. And you start to learn more about, you know, what, what's happened in the Time War. And notice when the Doctor was challenged, he couldn't answer, could he? You know, because there's a man with so much blood on his hands. It's unbelievable, isn't it, really? Um, story itself, vampire girls who got blown up by somebody's dad. Were they the only ones? You know, were they really, is that all there were? Um, then her son yeah. getting killed as well. I, I was wondering if there might be some sort of empathic or telepathic link that she would know that her son had died. And, you know, she was the last of the ones. And then she went and fell in the water. Presumably she got killed by the 10,000 husbands so what happened to them it's there were things that just didn't quite add up really um you know a lot of plot holes in it that being one of them but all in all it's an enjoyable story it uh yeah it's interesting the way Rory got brought back and you know he's doing that he's going to get pushed off to one side and the doctor's going to go off with Amy but then they think he's realizing well actually being a bit of diddy here aren't I and actually Despite what Amy had been doing in the previous story, which she been virtually throwing herself at the Doctor, I think she's realised that um, it ain't going to happen, is it? You know, uh, one just wonder, you know, when the Doctor changes body and they change sex or gender or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, what goes on to the below the belt, shall we say? I wonder. Um, but anyway, enough of that. You know, we know when she turns to shoot, he uh, presumably things are going to change again. Of course. Uh, there's going to be a certain young lady and have a rather nasty surprise, isn't she? Assuming, of course, she's still around for that. However, this story moved, us all, moved the, the 11th Doctor on, gave us more clues, as I said, gave us more mystery, and I think that's it. And the, the Doctor, Matt, is really settling into the role of the Doctor here. He's playing it, you know, there are times of sheer lunacy, but there are times he's deep and dark and mysterious. I think that is the best way of doing it. So there you go. And that was that. Be seeing you. I have to agree with uh, the last 15 seconds of uh, what Andy was saying there about the uh, the, the way uh, Matt Smith portrays the Doctor. Like it. Well done, Andy. And well what did done he say? I was falling asleep. For staying awake. Okay. What, what, um, Master, what, what did he say? I was falling asleep. <laughs> oh, I pressed a button. That's your fault, Kirby, because the way you talked to me then, I, I my, my finger strayed onto the wrong button. I was sitting around which is essentially him doing Alan T. Butcher's feedback. Why has it gone quiet? Have I said something wrong with my uh, No, I, I'm, I was just turning the air conditioner off to be, profes- <laughs> to be, pro- to be professional. You're telling the air conditioner off because it's naughty. Well, yeah, and it's been on for an hour and ten minutes, and it's now 23 degrees in here, so it's nice and cool. <laughs> so I should, I should probably 
turn it off for this little bit. Now, uh, before I start this bit, I must point out that there are words in here that I don't know. Many of them. But let's go for it. Oh, look, I haven't got my glasses on. Oh, now I can see. Uh, I still don't know that first word. What's that? Piscatorial. 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 That's the one. Piscatorial Venetian Aikido. Just, I mean, make it easy to start with. Or listen through Amy's crack to the end. (laughs) I should be so lucky. Did 20 megabiters. The Vampires of Venice is, of course, a closely studied examination of the power networks of the early Renaissance European city-states, taking Venice as an example. Control was tightly exerted by a ruling aristocratic elite, and while superficially advanced circumstances circumstance were apparent in such places, there was little contact nor regard for the circumstances of life beyond the pre- uh, precincts of such environs. Here we see this at its worst, with trumped-up caution about disease used to protect the initial culture and marked power differential that has been established. <clears throat> Kirby, I need you. It should be noted that whilst long some might say, still sounds better that bit. Uh, that this episode uh, sorry that the episode title here is a bit fishy as these are aliens and neither classical vampires nor Doctor Who universe giant vampires but in fact Doctor Who is a science fiction fantasy TV program Uh, and there are plenty of similarities to justify the reference biting sucking dressing young women in attractive long dresses and of course given the illusionary cloaks they are disguised in they probably cast no shadow. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat me, Auntie Butcher. You can't beat me. Uh, we also, well, you did a couple of weeks ago, actually. No, you didn't. Uh, we also learned that Rosanna Calvary, who I think signed for Southampton yesterday. <laughs> did in fact survive her lively bath at the end of this story and went on to relocate to England marrying into the prominent wizarding family the Malfoys and had another but only less uh, only slightly less irredeemable son is that Draco? Draco Draco yes I've never watched or read any Draco I've got no idea all in all the Vampires of Venice is a lively pseudo-historical adventure well produced and briskly paced Helen McCrory provides a very credible central menace and Rory becoming part of the TARDIS crew marks the completion of an exceptionally well crafted assembly of regular cast Matt Smith once again delivers a natural and extraordinary performance and we also get a bit of red meat fan service without overwrecking it seeing the first Doctor's library card Oh, sorry, I should have carried on there, but there was a comma I hadn't... I'm so unused to there being being the right punctuation. I, I put my own... <laughs> He's had three weeks to insert the punctuation. Uh, yes. Uh, red meat service without overrigging it, seeing the first Doctor's library card. The showrunner goes from strength to strength in this golden age of Doctor Who, even with a relatively traditional and pedestrian story like this. 
The story is perhaps about a quarter of an hour too short, as who would not like to have seen more of Amy and the other girls running around in those dresses? (laughs) 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 Next up, Doctor Who and the Attack of the Octogenarians, or the Gallifreyan Lord of Dreams, the Brain of Morpheus. Those Uh... are my thoughts. The Counselor, Alan T. Butcher, give us a pork chop. Yes, I haven't got tinnitus, or you haven't got tinnitus, listeners. It's just that I have two fans going, if you hear a buzzing in the background. It's too hot to... uh, I I do have tinnitus. Imagine people listening to this in January thinking, what the hell? At that frequency, I can't hear them, so it's all right. I don't mind. You crack on, son. Esther, there have been three more comments uh, on the feedback. Unfortunately, two of them are me. Ian, Ian says... I can see it. Oh, you on, on the normal feedback or on the comment feed from the live feedback? Uh, I what about the live feedback, the live. comment no, I'm feedback? About, I'm, the, the feedback I posted. Oh, go on then. Uh, Ian Kirk, in response to his uh, transcript, says she did not jump out of the cake. I messed up my script when I was recording. Oh. <laughs> and, he I'm didn't sorry, watch the episode, uh, did he? So it's going to be a... Two weeks, isn't it? I, I, re- I respond also to him, Signora Cal- Calvieri bites Amy, not Francesco. Isn't that an Italian dish? <laughs> Whatever. No, it's an Italian. He said Francesco bit Amy, and it wasn't. It was uh, Signora Calvieri. And also, uh, he mentioned the TARDIS Wikia has a list of eight similarities between this and school reunion, I say I mentioned those in my commentary, and you heard the men all their pedantic craziness. Well, there you go. Well, that's very kind of you, Kirby, for okay, filling are that. We, are we running out of time so we don't have to do the quiz? Shut up a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can yo, you yo, let yo, me yo, continue, please? Um, when did you oh, not like I forgot quizzes? what I was going to say. This quiz I don't like. Oh, Jesus <laughs> well, maybe it doesn't like you. <laughs> right, Alan T. Butcher says, so Adam is claiming to have two fans now. Well, I did have 6,000 fans on TikTok until I got TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> until I got banned. So, TikTok, uh, I know you don't watch this, so that is for you. That obviously is an I, audio I presentation, understand. so I haven't offended anybody on the audio presentation. However, I have started up a new account, because I don't do TikTok for followers, I do it for fun. Anyway... Master, uh, master, master, yes, master. Yes. it looked like you got all of your TikToks back, or you just simply reposted I'm them? I'm reposting the best ones. <laughs> and because some new ones. The, the and some ones I haven't posted them. before, because I forgot. Yes? The dates seem to be the same dates that you originally posted them. Well, that's likely to be the case. I don't care. It's probably done on the file, the date the file was created. Can I continue? Right then, Mr. Benjamin Arthur Shoveler has a little bit of uh, the show that he likes to perform. And he's just about to do it. I haven't Mm. done my grid yet, my score chart. Okay, well, uh, can I... I, I'll go on to the the, the obituaries, shall I? Because there's been quite a lot. I'll go on then. I'm I'm kind of ready. There's now, been but, quite uh, a lot of obituaries. We're going to start with um, Nichelle Nichols, and not in order. Nichelle Nichols, who uh, Kirby won't know this. She played Lieutenant Uhura, the original one in oh, Star yeah. Trek, Master, the original series. I've met her. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she Nichelle was very, Nichols, very short. 
Okay, well, I'm sure she couldn't help it. Probably something to do with <laughs> genetics or something. I don't know. I, I met it was her, probably uh, to do with little legs, actually. <laughs> I, I met her at the same time I met Hugh Downs. Hey. Hugh met Downs. Who? He used to be uh, a an American um, news guy. Okay. What well, did start yeah. doing weather? I thought he was a game uh, show. He was a game show host, too, but then he went on and was doing uh, something that I, I don't remember what it was. It was similar to the Sunday morning shows, a, a entertainment news show. Okay. Anyway, thank you for that. Um, Olivia Newton-John, um, who oh. uh, may have, you may have noticed, was one of my first crushes when I was a, a teenager. She's the only celebrity I actually created a, a like a scrapbook for. Anything, any picture of Olivia Newton-John that appeared in the media around about 1978-79 went into my scrapbook. She was absolutely beautiful, incredibly talented, total icon, obviously, because of Greece and that. And yeah, yeah and uh, I don't. Uh, what what oh, has been forgotten a lot um, about Olivia Newton-John? She was in Xanadu. Well, not just that. Okay. Um, is the fact that she sold millions she and millions did. of records. She wasn't just Sandy from Greece. She, she was, was so much more. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know the, the 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 battle that she's fought for the last thirty years as well is admirable. And her charity foundation is fantastic. Um, and she's a huge loss. Um, and she's yeah. brilliant. So um, you know. Sad loss of living. Oh, God, yes. I mean, it's, there's been quite a lot of, um, you know, recent passings. Uh, and, you know, it seems you don't know what's coming up next. You think they come in threes, but th this week or this last three weeks or so has been like fours or fives. No, I, well, you've had, you've had Judith Durham as well, who was um, yeah. the lead singer of the, the Searchers or the Seekers. I always get them mixed yeah. up. Um, but she was my mum's favourite singer. And yeah. so, you know, that was really sad. And who else went this week? Roger E. Mosley. Who? Roger E. Mosley, who played uh, the, a helicopter pilot in Theodore T.C. Calvin in the hit show Magnum P.I. He's a very iconic American actor, uh, very recognisable. He said about Judith Durham, um, Pat Carroll, Nichelle Nichols, Mary Alice, Paul Savino, David Warner was the next one, because, of course, David Warner... Oh, yeah. he, what, the Australian cricketer? No way, not after Warner. He spanned um, virtually every franchise on the planet, uh, and I was so delighted when he made it finally into Doctor Who in Cold War. Yes. Um, but and he was supposed to be a guest at one of the cancelled Comic Cons that I was going to, and uh, and I had lined up a photo with him. So that's happened quite a lot recently. Very sad that people I'm lining up photo shoots, photo shoots with um, are passing away. So that seems to be a bit of a theme in my life, i.e. John Pertwee. Um, so yes, it's happened a lot. James Khan's another example of a recent passing. Obviously, a few weeks ago, we never mentioned him. He's never been in Doctor Who, but that's uh, a big name. Ray Liotta, he's in the current show on Apple oh, TV. Oh, God, yeah, Ray Liotta's you know. gone recently, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so these people do deserve a mention on this show because we do talk about things that aren't necessarily Doctor Who, but he did some fab adverts on on UK TV, didn't he, Ben? Uh, what, Ray Liotta? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing finer than Goodfellas. No, but his, his chest—he was probably the best Christina, tough actor, wasn't he? The best tough actor I've ever oh, seen. Oh wow! Anything. Just, just Did Goodfellas. Did you mention Bernard Crivens? I'm getting there. No, no, clearly that's going to be the gold medal presentation. And finally, our favourite um, senior actor in Doctor Who, and it is. Don't care what you say, Kirby. He is because he came into the show as a senior actor. He was Bernard Crivens. We loved him. We we always um, gushed whenever we did an episode that he was in, and always 
said how wonderful he was and he lit up the screen he was just a wonderful actor he, he, in my childhood he, he was the voice of the Wombles or, or the, the narrator for the Wombles area. Yeah. Uh, he was in one of my favourite Forty Towers episodes uh, the um, hotel inspector yes. Yeah. But um, he's got better with age. Yeah, he and, and of course and he was in, in Carry On films, Doctor Who movies. Doctor Who, yes. Oh God, it's and I was going to meet him again. He was supposed to be at one of the London Comic Cons um, this year, and uh, that didn't happen. So uh, yeah, well, well at least he's going to be in. I I don't. I'm not sure. Is he going to be in the uh, BBC Centennial yes. show or the 60th anniversary? Well, he he was in one of them because he was filmed yeah. in a wheelchair yeah. being pushed down the street, wasn't yeah. he? So he's going to be with. There's one more performance oh, from him. Which, that's which nice. Is thing, nice. nice yeah, I, I think that a lot of us are going to be surprised. We we were thinking some of this filming was for the 60th and it was actually for the centennial. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing that they've filmed like all the well, then the next two episodes, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So yeah, so, yeah they're, they're filming back to back, haven't they? So, but yeah. no, uh, I think Bernard Gribbins again was. Um, so, as I said, I think he, he got better with age. He was brilliant when he was younger, did some great stuff coming through the 60s, yeah. 70s, 80s. As Adam said, the, Wom- uh, the voice of the Wombles, which is just one of those programs that being British and the age that we are, we grew up with, and he was the voice of that. And then to see him 25 years later pop up as uh, Wilfred Mott and yeah. such a lovable... And steal every scene character. he was in with consummate ease as well. Every single time he was on screen, he stole it, he yeah. sparkled, he had the show busy it was brilliant and he died when i was on holiday and it ruined my holiday yeah. apart, the, apart from the boat trip i went on which i didn't want to go on because <laughs> i don't like boats and i spent three hours of my head on the table but that's a different story <laughs> but um uh, but i wasn't crying about um bernard cribbins but i could have been because it was uh yeah yeah that that was very very sad and um yeah rest in peace good man he yeah. was a really good man absolutely well said ben uh wait 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 i went to Point out something, Mary. Uh, Mary, Hugh Downs was the host of 2020 on ABC for 21 years. Oh my gosh! Okay. So I that's thought, I... and that's what he was doing at the time that I met him because he came to this thing called the Space Development Conference, the very first Space Development Conference, which I was helping in the green room, and that's how I met Hugh Downs and Michelle Nichols. Okay. Um, what's his name again? Kirby, isn't it? Um, yeah, so in more interesting news, I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> uh, just to sort of um, dance over a few other uh, people who uh, have passed uh, recently, you may not be aware of Mickey Rooney Jr. Um, has passed away. Monty Norman. Um, these are all from this year. James Khan, of course, another legend. And what it's else? Dropping like flies. Yeah. George Shapiro. No, I haven't heard of him, but I'm sure you lot have. Of so I mentioned uh, Ray Liotta. I do need um, to just uh, like um, object to the fact that we seem to be doing the most happy time of the week slot just before my yeah. quiz. Oh yeah, just just quite you know you, you sort of bring the theme you know, the, the sort of uh, bring it down a little bit, then build it up, don't you? Um, oh, yeah. I see what you're doing. That's very clever, yeah. then, Adam. Actually, it's good. They do that in dramas. Well, they they put in these very heavily emotional scenes, and then. Um, Sort of douse everybody with a bit of comedy, We're uh, which is what we're about. To, pardon? Right, right in the middle because we only have four minutes left in the hour. Oh, shut up, you! I made <laughs> it two minutes left, but we started late. Of course, so. we lost June Brown, a Doctor Who legend, didn't we? Earlier on in the year, I well, think she might have been known for something else. William Hurt, um, 
Yeah, some of these people I didn't even realise had, uh, had passed away. So while I'm carrying on looking down the list, I think it's Did probably you a good time. Olivia Newton John. Uh, nearly. Yes, Sorry. You mentioned Olivia Newton John. That was ages oh ago. God. A lot. <laughs> okay. Fine. Well, did you want to say something about the wonderful Olivia Newton John? Did you want to mention something about Olivia Newton John? No. She was very good friends with Cliff Richard. Have you mentioned the girl that played Sandy in Greece? You know, Country roads take me home to the place where I belong. I belong. That was one of those, wasn't it? I've never well, seen Greece. It was, it was John Denver, really. Didn't she sing it, though? Well, yeah, but John Denver sang it first. Yeah, but she and, did a better and version. And wrote it. Over to Ben! Mm. I was just having a swig of it. Oh. And now, here we are. Live from the Indie Rock Disco Radio Studio One, the game show nobody's talking about. This is How Aged Are They? How aged are they? No, no. How aged are they? Don't care. How aged are they? That's what the game's about. What How aged are they? What? How aged are they? No. How aged are they? Get ready to find out. It's your host, you right, Chuck. How you doing? Welcome to another fantastic edition of How Aged Are They? I'm your host. Yes, I am. And we're going to do a game where you guess stuff. There's rules. We'll stick to them. There's contestants. All right, Chucks. Let's play How Aged Are They? Round one this week. I'll give you an actress or an actor who's been in Doctor Who and their birthday. You've got to tell me how old they are, if they're still alive. If they were still alive, but they're now dead, then you have to tell me how they would be. Does that make sense? Yes. Don't care. Round one. Francis Med- Meredith Carroll. Francis Meredith Carroll. Any ideas? No. Yep. I have no idea. Also known as Kate O'Mara. Oh. Kate O'Mara, boys and girls, who of course played the Rani in the Mark of the Rani, Time and the Rani, and Dimensions in the Time Rani of the Rani. Yeah. Uh, she was born on the 10th of August. Unfortunately, she died in 2014. But if she were alive today, how aged is? Kate O'Mara. We'll start with Adam. Adam, how aged is Kate O'Mara? Or would she be if she was alive when she isn't? 95. Kirby. Uh, Ninety. And Mary. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven? Yes. Round two. Oh, it's the one we all know. It's Eve Miles, who played Gwyneth in The Unquiet Dead, and Gwen Cooper in Torchwood. She was born on the 26th of July. But how aged is Eve Miles Kirby? Uh, 45. Mary? 42. And Adam? That's the answer. Eve Miles, how old? 47. And finally, round three is John Chalice, who of course plays, of course played Boise <laughs> in Only Fools and Horses, and Scorby in The Seeds of Doom. His <laughs> birthday was is going to be in two days' time on the 16th of August. But how aged is John Chalice, a.k.a. Boise? Mary? Uh, 95. 95. Adam? 82. And Kirby. 80. And that concludes round one of today's How Aged Are They? Round one? Well, hand... What? 
Did you say that concludes round one? Well, part one. All right. Uh, Is there another we'll, part? Well, yeah, when we do the results. <laughs> oh, part two. You <laughs> <laughs> actually I'm... did that. Oh, Thanks for yeah. having me out. Sorry, I'll just uh, uh, worry okay, for a moment. I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up. We'll, we'll find it in the edit. It's no problem at all. In three, two, one. And that's the end of part one of How Aged Are They? We'll get back to Adam Pearson now, who will do some talking, and then we'll be back for the more important results very shortly on How Aged Are They? Thanks for listening. Thanks for right watching. Then, well, Thanks for playing. Here's Adam. Uh, yes. Right then, uh, Kirby, are you, are you keeping track of the online comments via the live feed? What? Go on. Kirby. Huh? Are you keeping track of the comments via the live feed? Because no, there's I one for you to read out. Feed. There's one for you to read out from Billy Kirkbright. Billy Kirkbright. Okay, let me let me figure out where they are because I don't. Well, they would be in the live feed. comment feed via the video that I'm oh. currently streaming on the internet. Okay. You you mean the one insomnia is my potion tonight this yeah. morning? Yeah, okay. can you do that? Do it in, in Billy Kirkbright's voice, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, then. Go on. Insomnia is my. No, oh, that's your voice in his voice. <laughs> no, I can't. I have no idea how he would say insomnia. <laughs> Just well, give it a go. Come on. Act if you say <laughs> okay, okay, no, all right, okay. But I'll give you a rest. I'll give you a. Mary, can you see what what Billy wrote? Um, let me look. Can you not? This is in the live comments? Yes. Um, I've got a funny feeling you're going to do a much better job than Kirby did. I do too. Um, no. <laughs> you can't see it. right down the bottom of the thing. Okay. Oh, all comments. Yeah, right down the bottom. Above Insomnia in is between. my motion tonight this morning. Oh yeah, you, you can just say it from what Kirby said. So insom- no, I'm clicking eh? on comments and I just keep getting the same. Like, oh five yeah, well, we're going to tell you what he says so you can say it back in the styley of uh, Billy Kirby. Insomnia is my potion tonight. Stroke this morning. Who's this morning and why would he stroke her? <laughs> Are you digesting those those lines, Mary? I'm. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the comments. No, no. That... Can you not see it? No. This uh-uh. is slick. No. I mean, this is this is going to get seriously uh, nominated for many it. podcasts. Forget about it. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm going to send what it. I'm going to send what he said via the um the normal means. There you go, Mary. Oh, here it is. Insomnia is yeah, my yeah, that, But in, in Billy's voice. In Billy's voice? Yeah. 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 Insomnia is my post. I can't do Australian. <laughs> you, can, you can do Dalek. <laughs> do Australian. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right. His, his, his accent isn't Australian. It's yes, don't be pedantic, Kirby. Right. Accrington, <laughs> Australia, they're both close together. Lillian Robbins says the okay. game shows Ben the game show Ben's talking about. I think that was in reference to what what, what no never mind. Uh so yeah, before we move in on reference to, to his little theme song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The re- before oh. we move on, I'm just checking if there's anything that comes through on, on the on the news feed. Oh. Uh, free the Doctor Who events in Liverpool. Uh, we already did that. It's not much happened in the last couple of weeks, apart from the, the passing of David Warner and Bernard Cribbin. Why didn't we have more feedback than 
More feedback? No. We, we, we need more, more. feedback. Man. We only we had so, so little. Are you ready with the results? Yeah, okay. they're all ready. They've been ready for at least seven seconds. So I'm so and I, I, I have a guess, mm. and I, I'm ready to hit enter. <laughs> oh, here we go. Go on then, okay. Ben. Here we are. Let's go for part two. And welcome back to How Age Are They? Part two, not round two. I don't want to get picked up by any pedantic people. Uh, in this round, we'll have a look at the actors and actresses and find out how old they actually are, give points out, and then we'll have a winner and then we'll move on with our lives. Round one was Kate O'Mara, who was born on the 10th of August. But what year? That year was 1939. That would have made her 83 years old. However, Mary said she was 97. No, Mary, that's 14 <laughs> points. Kirby said that she was 90. Kirby, seven points for you. And Adam, you said 95, so 12 points yeah. to your score. Round two was Eve Miles. She was born on the 26th of July, 1978. That made her 44 years old. Adam said she was 47. Not going to be on her Christmas card list. And three points for Adam. In well, second place, she's, she's dead. It's probably obvious I'm not going to be on her Christmas card list. Mary <laughs> said she was 42. Oh, Mary. Which Christmas. is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> no, it's the answer to nothing. And uh, so Mary gets two points. And Kirby said she was 45, so Kirby gets one point. Round three Woo! was John. Thank you. John Chalice. Oh, so hold on. Kirby gets one point. Hang on, how many points did I get for the Eve Miles question? Uh, you got three. Oh, that's not too bad. Because you said 47. Yes, but Kirby got one, so that's better when in the way it. the game works. Uh, and round three was John Chalice, born on the 16th of August, 1942, making him 79 years old. Mary, bit of a Man United this round, I'm afraid. Uh, you said he was, he was 95. That's another <laughs> 16 points. <laughs> if only Man United could get 16 points, they won't have no another World Cup. Uh, Adam, you said that he was 82. That's three points for you. And Kirby, you said he was 80. That's only one year out. One well, point what for a Kirby, surprise. Which, which means the final results of today's quiz are as follows. Mary, third place. 32 points. Adam, second place, 18 oh. points. And first place goes yet again to the man who hates this quiz, <laughs> Kirby Butler Sloan with nine points. Oh. I, I was po poised to say Mary. Now I'm going to have to change this entry. How? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah, that's that's the wrong one to go for today uh, hold on a minute we've run out of music uh, so uh, that's the end of uh, How Age Are They for today thank you very much for listening watching taking part playing and sending oh, all your texts and emails my we do love getting your tweets uh, and we respond to every single one of them and don't forget if you want to send us an Instagram you can do that too to howagedarethey.com uh, we'll see you next week for another How Aged Are They are you serious do you have an Instagram in, shut up, Kirby. Right then, uh, whoone.co.uk have some stuff available to order on the pre... Oh, no, sorry, pre-order. Such as Abominable Snowmen. This is whoone.co.uk? Which was a DVD animation of the famous story of which we have one episode that doesn't require animating. It's classic Doctor's New Monsters 3. 
which is a CD. Uh, Dead Plates by David Llewellyn, a Torchwood story which doesn't count because John Barrowman isn't in it. Well, Out it of Time 3, then, featuring the Sixth Doctor. Hang on, I'm going to click on the picture because I can't see who's really... Oh, the Sixth Doctor, the Tenth Doctor, and a Weeping Angel on the cover. That sounds quite intriguing, doesn't it, Mary? Yeah. Restricted items archive entries 031 to 049. Another thing that we're not going to talk about uh, because it doesn't feature John Barron. However, it does feature Ooh. somebody who's going to be at FantasyCon or has, has agreed to be at FantasyCon. Gareth David Lloyd as Yanto Jones. Second Doctor Beyond the War Games. Uh, this is obviously uh, implying that the, the Doctor survived the, the War Games and didn't regenerate until a bit later. That's intriguing in itself. Uh, these aren't available yet. They're available in pre-order from whoone.co.uk. And Sixth Doctor Purity Undreamed, uh, which features... Uh, well, it's the Sixth Doctor and some aged former companions, I presume. One of them looks a little bit like Romana. I can't really see from here. Um, unit Brave New World 1, Seabird 1, um, which, surprise, surprise, is a unit story featuring Brigadier Bambera and War Master. Actually, I would say that as far as Brigadiers go on, on Doctor Who, I think Brigadier Bambera, having only been in one story, is still one of the more iconic Brigadiers that weren't Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart. Yeah. And War Master 7 Self Defence, which is also that. But stuff that you can get now is getting more and more exciting. Why have I got nothing coming up? Well, no, oh, this is odd. Because when I clicked on it before, it was already there. Anyway, Resurrection Plant, which is a uh, second Doctor story, read by Fraser Hines, friend of the show. Um, so there we go. That's what's available to purchase on the Th Doctor Who theme via the uh, famous Who One Limited store via whoone.co.uk. They you also mean, do who UK? You can also get Torches, Sarah Jane, Avetris, Bernie, Summerfield, Blake 7, and other series and figures, toys, and gifts. Lavazi.co.uk. It's Lavazi. coming up to Christmas, everybody, because we have to talk about it because we're coming towards the end of August. So that, of course, means that. It's nearly Christmas. Four, four months to go to Crimbo. And of course, if you're I, listening to this I show. I took some pictures in a grocery store parking lot a few days ago of some uh, pumpkins. Oh, it's almost Halloween. Okay. Um, so anyway, if you want to buy your loved one a Halloween present, go to whoone.co.uk and get something a bit sort of um, special because uh, you can't get them anywhere else, like um, fourth doctor scarves and winter hats. That'd be good this time of year, wouldn't it? I have a fourth doctor scarf. Have you? Yes. Yeah. Didn't have to pay anything for it though, did you? And of course, if you want to join their blog, uh, sorry, not their blog, their their mailing list, you can. Um, read their blog and fan fiction and stuff like that seventh doctor paisley scarves and whatnot look at their website who won sorry um lavazi.co.uk i've done it i actually did the sponsors i can't believe Yay. it i'm such a good presenter of said show and oh nobody posted anything further on the live feed i think they've all left anyway because i can't see that anybody is actually watching at the moment so i can do some rude gestures without anybody even knowing right then <laughs> so <laughs> um where are we oh yes we're going to go on to what we watch this week right then uh for me uh, it's not even this week it's the last three weeks i think yeah um, last the three thing weeks. what 
the last three weeks. Yeah. The thing that stopped me from doing the show before, and I did promise you in the head, I said if England got to the final of the, the Women's Euros, I would be watching it. And I'm so glad I did, because they won. And won in style, uh, with a very iconic goal. Commentary-wise, was a bit dodgy. But I don't care, they won. It was... Uh, uh, me and Deb uh, thoroughly enjoyed sitting down and watching a football match that looked like the, the team we were supporting were going to do quite well because normally when we're watching Southampton the complete opposite happens so we have to take pleasure in watching um, other teams that should be doing better not doing so good um, of course there was the Commonwealth game which I didn't really get into until the badminton started that was quite good fun um, and uh, there was what we watched. I watched a film today with Adam Sandler in it, where he plays a bas uh, uh, yeah, he's a basketball coach. Uh, that was really quite good on Netflix. Uh, been yeah, trying I've to seen that. Is it worth watching? Yeah, really good. It's more there's more drama than comedy, but he does drop in a few typical Adam Sandler comedy lines as part of his character, which is essentially Adam Sandler. But it's well, a very very good. Lots of kind of play yeah, himself, doesn't it? Sort of, yeah. But he's very good, and also. Oh, uh, the, is, yeah. the, the cameos from the, the famous basketball stars, um, because I don't know who they are that, uh, until the end, that they sort of say who they are, and they didn't sort of think, oh, we can't act. It was really good. No, so I thoroughly recommend that. It's really, it's really good. Hustle. Yeah, good film. Um, and I knew it was going to be good because when Isabella told us it was good, because she seems to watch absolutely everything. Of course, continuing to watch the fabulous and never getting worse, but is totally brilliant Orville. Um, I don't know how they managed to maintain this standard of story because I haven't watched all of them but I've watched the last seven episodes brilliant, brilliant story uh, on Disney Plus uh, still um, a little bit behind on Star Trek Strange New Worlds and Picard and uh, Discovery but at least that's something I can watch later in the day and um, had I watched Thor by the time, last time I spoke to you? Did no? you watch yes. what? The, the Thor film I must have done because I always went to, went to comic the Con. latest Thor film is it on uh, streaming yet yeah probably <laughs> probably on, on I, uh, once Book. it's on streaming I'll watch it because yeah. I love Thor Ragnarok it's not quite as good as that but it's still quite good right then so um, I can't think of anything else I haven't really so I've been so busy editing of course I'll watch my crime documentaries and stuff like that they're, they're really good uh, on Disney on Discovery Plus there's a new series of fake in it which is a really good um, series so yes, hopefully this next couple of weeks I'll be able to watch a bit, a few bits and bobs because I'm off work for two weeks. So I certainly plan to go to the cinema and watch some stuff that we haven't been able to watch, been able to watch yet, like the Minions film and and uh, that uh, new DC Super Pets film and the other bits and bobs that are available to watch in the cinema. So what did you watch this week then, Ben? Apart from the sport and everything? Uh, well, not a lot really. I mean, in the three weeks since we've convened, I went on holiday the day after and. Um, Therefore, didn't watch. How was anything. Scarborough? Oh, we went. No, we went to Grand Canaria. It was. Oh, it's just the most brilliant place. And uh, I'm still kind of there. We got back longer ago than we went. Uh, no, longer ago than we were there for. And I, I don't know. Just can't. I've com got complete holiday blues still. I can't get back into oh, life. That's what we're here for. Uh, and my new. And I start my new job tomorrow as well. Oh, which is, Ben, that's rich. really exciting. Yay. Yeah, you're nervous? Uh, it, should, it, should, oh dear. it should be, but I, I still want to be on an island. So. You know I did those rude <laughs> gestures just, like... just a minute ago. I've just had a comment coming through from Lillian said, I'm watching, and Terry Miles said, thank you, Adam Pearson. Sorry. <clears throat> well, it doesn't say anybody's... Wa oh, yes, it does. Sorry, I looked at the wrong bit. It says three. <laughs> but the two Interesting. Things... More actually... people presenting the show than actually watching it. Carry on, Ben. That, that's always the case, though. <laughs> um, well, um, on, on the way there... 
uh, on the plane, I watched uh, an, a documentary on Sir Alex Ferguson um, called Never Give In. Which oh, that's good. Just... I've watched that. It is fantastic. Is that uh, the one that Garrett Cantona watched... presents? No, no, no. That's oh, the one his son presents. That's another really good one. Uh, Jason. Um, I, I watched the... I finally got around to watching the final episode of Obi-Wan and was quite that's content good. with the ending. Yeah, that's yes, good. it was. There's got to be another series of that. It I was hope fantastic. So. Um, I have watched with the wife in the evenings, and I can't remember the name of it. And I've just had a quick look on Netflix, and I can't find it. Uh, but it's cool. It's, uh, it's some sort of barbecue show where there was eight episodes, and uh, a midwestern white woman won the competition. Okay. Spoilers for you. <laughs> uh, but it was actually really good. And because um, when we were on holiday, we found a fantastic meat barbecue type place restaurant and um since then i've been eating lots of barbecued meat i had some lovely ribs this evening thank you for asking um so yeah we watched that what did you have um, uh, i had some ribs thank you very much for asking oh hold on deja vu um <laughs> uh, yeah when we're on holiday we also watched the euros final for the ladies which was fantastic because i was with my six uh 15 16 year old niece who's really into women's football and so for uh, her to see England win something so early on in her career, uh, football yeah. watching career, it was fantastic. It was lovely seeing that, as I've stated many a time before, football hasn't come home Ooh. yet. It's <sighs> oh, all flying there. Where's my fly spotter gone? We'll have to wait until November for another failure in that. Anyway, um, and since we've got home from holiday, all I've watched is uh, the 100 cricket tournament. <sighs> which is uh, rather fantastic. I don't know. I think Adam was learning off some sort of fly swatter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, just brilliant. So love the cricket and, um, yeah, that's that. all from me. Jeez. Oh, that went in my bloody water. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I got what it. What were you doing? There's a horrible fly in here. I don't want to fly in my bloody um, orifice. Ew. Oh, you said about um, watching uh, the ooh, the um, what's that thing? Oh, you said Obi Wan. I w did watch a series called um, uh, Ms. Marvel, which was quite good fun, uh, and a oh, very got a very exciting um, end bit uh, to leading into another series that uh, Disney Marvel are going to be doing in the, the near future. And I'm in the middle of watching a series called X Pistol, uh, which I think is quite good fun too, and uh, a bit rude and. You know, in some areas, but it was the Sex Pistols, and uh, it sort of made me download a few uh, Sex Pistols songs for my uh, my my playlist. I should point out that I watched the Euros final in the uh, biggest sports bar on Grand Canaria. Now, was that um, good fun? With with about two hundred other people, and it was mental <laughs> when we scored. It did you have just... the Did you have the British commentary on it though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it was the, that uh, that woman going. Um, oh, 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 it's in! Yeah. Then a long, 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 long pause. Really long yeah. pause. Really long pause. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she was looking down the list of players to find her name. Can, uh, Chloe Kelly! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't do much commentating on the commentating. Leave it there. Right, so thank you very much, Bin. Uh, right then, so uh, that leads us to Mr. Shovelabone. I mean, so that's you. I'm getting, getting the names mixed up there. Um, um, Kirby Blown, um, Kirby, who's who played or, or, or namesake played in that England team, uh, and uh, <laughs> yes, was you, uh, you an assist that. for. Uh, uh, yeah. 
So well, everyone, everyone wants to know where I am with Stranger Things. Oh, I love Stranger Things. I am on the next to last episode. Well, of the current, well, the most of, recent of, series. Of season four, yes. The, the, the movie length episodes. Yeah, and that the main reason I haven't finished yet is because apparently the last two episodes are so darn long. Yes, they're movie length episodes. They're only just it, it, laying I, the foundations for the final series. Actually, yeah, I, I am finding it. I just love Stranger Things. I it's don't know enough. why I put it off for so long, and I got my uh, shirt in the mail two days ago. Well, you, oh, you could have bought one off me. I've got one somewhere. Um, well, I, no. Large size, though. Are you talking about... I, um, uh, pardon? Yeah, yes. Are you talking about a Hellfire Club t-shirt? Yes, absolutely. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, they are the sort of, if you like Stranger Things, they are the must. They're like the, yes. the, they're like the um, the badge as a Stranger Things fan to have that particular yeah. T-shirt. But even um, though I am not going to Dragon Con, I am mm. going downtown to Atlanta mm. during Dragon Con oh, to meet okay. with some people. Yes. And I'm planning to wear that shirt that oh, okay. day. Okay. Well, um, it's funny to say that because I don't tend to watch things twice. But I'm Debbie's watching Stranger Things all the way through from one to to the end, and she's totally hooked on it. She's because like, having already watched it, in fact, she's able to watch it through. It's a bit like uh, Big Bang Theory, and you can watch that over and over again without getting bored of it. So I am intending, when I've, once I've cleared all my backlog of things I need to watch, to watch Stranger Things from the beginning again. And I really so I I will be uh, probably watching episode eight of season four tonight. Uh, when I get so a that's the only one so, you haven't seen then. No, that no, that's I'm in the middle of the next to last. That's the next to last episode, and it's that's like another hour and a half for okay. that one. And I don't know how long the last episode is. So uh, same sort I'll of length. Finish, really. I will finish this week though. This, this is another feature length episode. Yeah. So other things I've been watching. I saw the five little I am Groot shorts, which are, are hilarious on Disney Plus. Which um, led in, which led me into watching Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one again. I finished uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Took a while because I, I was watching that with the geek daughter, and we were having trouble with our schedules, trying to figure out when we could finish it. And so we finished that on fr Friday night. Yeah, and now I've started watching Obi Wan Kenobi again with uh, Fred. And uh, for some reason, I got into a I need to have musicals on while I was working. You know, I work from home some of the time, and so I, in the past couple of weeks, I've had I've watched the Pajama Game, Guys and Dolls, and Hairspray. You can always listen to the indie rock disco radio dot com during the day. It's a very good daytime listen. Send me that link. Yes, I thought you already had. Um, by the way, and, I don't know. And uh, I started watching Rowan Atkinson's Man vs. Bee. Uh, it's not his best work. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Deb's but, watched it. She enjoyed some of it. Um, but but uh, oh. wait, uh, you you if you're moving on, I've got one more thing. Go on, Em. Were you going to ask me something? No, no, just. Okay, I wanted to tell you about yesterday, last evening's weird adventure here in North Georgia. Uh, I. Uh, Fred and I were getting ready to order from McDonald's, and so we walked into our kitchen, and I looked out the front door, and there's no house across the street from me. There's there's a slope into some woods, and normally uh, middle daughter parks her car there, 
when we looked over there and there was this dirty old large uh, RV recreational vehicle I guess you would call it a caravan I don't know it was there it was dirty there were a whole bunch of people around it and there was this guy on the edge of the woods looking down into the woods and we're going what the what's going on are we gonna have to call the police what's going on which was followed by a large guy coming out of the woods carrying a blue tarp <laughs> what is going on and I go over to my neighbors who happens to know the people across the street from her and uh, that guy who owns that house came out and we asked him do you know what's going on he was filming a movie and apparently the guy and these other people have all been in um, what's it called Walking Dead <laughs> so I was able to walk over and meet some of these guys and one of whom introduced himself as Indiana uh, his name is Indiana Cifuentes. He's Mexican-born American actor. He was in Walking Dead as one of the... Uh, I, I forget. I didn't see all of Walking Dead. But it was just weird. Oh, sorry. You're done. Sorry. I'm, uh... Yeah, it, 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 it was just a very strange thing. Cause we were thinking there was this crime scene going on across have you done yes all right um i just wanted <clears throat> i guess it wasn't interesting no sorry i drifted i was watching uh, um the southern braves doing really really badly um at the uh, cricket run um lillian robin says help me so if anybody in america call 911 uh because i don't know what she needs help with but she she obviously needs help with something so uh 911 for lillian robin lillian might need to post your address on the on the uh well, something of some sort of PM to somebody who's in America so they can call, if you're still alive, obviously, um, and someone can get some help to you. See, we, we help people here on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, and Ben can now press a button uh, so Mary can say her bit. So tell us what she's watched this week And what she's listened to in a Mustang And also what was read in the world of Mary Blitz Lang. Mary Blitz Lang. And when it comes to Big Finish, she's the leader of the gang. Gang, gang. So shut your mouth, pray silence here. Mary Blitz Lang. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, um, in terms of new things that I'm watching, uh, I've started in, I'm on the third episode of The Sandman, um, which is the Neil Gaiman, I think it was a... Uh, Graphic novel. Graphic novel, yes. Yeah, and now Netflix is show, is uh, carrying um, the live action Sam. It's very good. The CGI in it is wonderful. Um, so if, if you have it available to watch, I would recommend uh, checking it out. Um, in terms of things that are older, I've been, for some reason, I've been in this mood to go into old Doctor Who. Um, so I watched um, Full Circle of uh, which uh, was Adric's introduction to the fourth doctor. And, and I really liked Adric. <laughs> and I still don't know why that everyone thought he was so terrible. Cause they I, were just jealous, Mary, because he was a yeah. young lad who got a part, I a major Adric. part in Doctor Who. Yes, I like him too. Can't vouch too much for Matty Waterhouse because he's a bit, he, he's a bit sort of didn't like, seem like he wanted to be at the convention. I, I sat next to him at a, at a dinner um, evening. 
he was alright enough, but um, yeah, he's okay. Carry on. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, as, as a character, I never had a bad thought about Edric. Um, and, you know, watching this reminded me of, you know, how, yeah, actually, I liked him. Um, and I listened to some old uh, Big Finish Doctor Who episodes, uh, the most important one, I would say The Harvest, um, which was an introduction to a new Big Finish they weren't introducing too many new um, companions in the early days, so the introduction of, of Hex with the Seventh Doctor and Ace was kind of a big deal, and Hex was in a lot of episodes after that, and I always liked Hex, too. Um, he was a little bit more relatable. Um, Ace seemed to go, you know, I don't know, macho and explosives and, and all this stuff that you wouldn't normally do or relate to, but Hex was a more... Um, normal, uh, relatable kind of guy. So that was his introduction. I've also been listening to some old Jago and Lightfoot stories, which are just delightful. Um, I know we lost the one actor uh, fairly recently. Um, and so, uh, so it's, it's just that nice. Was years ago. Years ago? Yeah, I when, when, like when last... which one of them died. Yeah, I thought it was just last year that he died. Are they both dead? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I could remember what his name was, we could look it up and yeah, see. <laughs> um, and I'm about to uh, start into a, a recent Six Doctor box set, um, him and Mel, and the box set is called Water Worlds, but I haven't started listening to it yet. And I've been watching a lot of baseball because this is baseball season, and I've been a little distracted even during the uh, the podcast because I've been sort of watching the baseball game while we've been talking. <laughs> So I'm sorry about that, but you know, you guys watch your football. I'm watch my baseball. We're watching cricket. Yeah, and getting right. Well, amazing yeah. that he's he's managed to yeah. be a, the second cricketer ever to get a hundred in in the hundred. Uh, but it seems a bit of a, a, a sort of theme that it seems to be against Southern Brave. So I think they need to look at that um, the coaching staff of Southern Brave, and yes put a bit more effort in but yeah well incredible to now but he's a top scorer isn't it first it was 106 he got 108 i've got what you got now yeah. oh, either way the the highest score an individual batsman has got in the, the hundred Tre trevor what? baxter who played lightfoot died in 2017 yes uh, oh, christopher, oh yeah christopher benjamin is still alive okay yeah i knew one of them was still alive but uh, yeah but 2017 was yeah, that is a few years. Five ago. years. Yeah. I mean, anyway. because I've been listening to the stories, you know, that I think of them more currently. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just trying to pay tribute to um, uh, Jax, whose first name I don't know because I haven't got the sound up, uh, of uh, the Oval Invincibles who scored an incredible 108. Was it 108, Ben? I think it was. Uh, basically, they scored in total, was it 140 or something like that, and he got 108 of them. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, there you go. I told you they were going to win, didn't I? What's the matter with Southern Braves? We're all going wrong. They were like Manchester United. Won last they? year. That's the problem. Yeah, everyone wants no, to No, they won last year, and because they won last year, they've now um, peaked way yes, too soon. And, and allowing two individual batsmen to score centuries in a sport where it's extremely difficult to do so. Right then, so um, that's sort of oh, next week. Yes, we must talk about it next week because it's uh, a, a, an episode I'm really looking forward to seeing because I haven't seen it that often. And that's uh, Amy's Choice, I believe it's called. Is that right? Amy's Choice, Amber? yes. Creepy Amy's episode, Choice. Yeah. Um, which has uh, uh, a friend of mine called Joe... Um, 
God damn, I should remember his surname. Oh, blast. Hang on, I've got to look it up now because I don't want to do him a discredit. Oh dear, Joe Bone. Joe Bone, yes, a friend of mine called Joe Bone. Um, he um, he's a screenwriter, so uh, he writes movies, and um, he's forever um, name dropping one of his friends called Toby, somebody or other who who plays the the main character in Dame, Amy's Choice. Toby Jones, is it Toby Jones? Toby Jones, yes. I get a ding. Isn't he Darby? He's Dobby as well, yes. Yes. You get a ding. Oh, I missed it. Sorry, you don't get that ding. Oh, see, fate <laughs> dictated, Kirby, that if I <laughs> miss the button, you don't get it. Right, yeah, so Joe Bowen, good friend of mine, played badminton to him a few times before he decided to get himself injured. Um, and he, uh, he's rather a prolific screenwriter, so if you've heard any of the films he's done. Oh, he played um, a voice of, in Tom and Jerry's. He has acted as well, but no, he's... He's uh, he, he written was in, uh, some of the Marvel. The Vanishing. Bad guy. A film called The Vanishing. He, he, he was he was uh, a German scientist in one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe things. I don't think he was. I think you're getting the wrong person. Joe Bone, B O N E. Oh no, no, I'm talking Who's about. Who did you think I was talking about? I was talking about Toby. Toby Jones. Toby Jones, yes. I'm talking about Joe Bone, the, the chap oh. I know, a friend of mine okay. who, who yeah, played Bantam. Anyway, so he wrote a film called The Vanishing, um, and he was in, um, he was a voice from Tom and Jerry, and he was in Six Minutes of Midnight and um, The Alienist. But he's, uh, he's got about three or four films that he's already penned, and they're sort of in the production process. Obviously, one of them of which stars his friend Toby Jones, who's in. Amy's Doctor Choice. Who. Amy's Choice and uh, Amy's Choice. The um, Harry Potter Wizarding World Universe thingy. So next week we'll be doing that story. Oh, well, I'd say next week with feed? Hope. What? My on feed. the feed. Well, um, no. Just Lyd and Robin saying help me again in reference to um, the fly and when um, Terry Miles said there's a fly behind you I think he's told because I, I was I'm trying to kill a horrible little fly that was in the room uh, and behind me is a, 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 my jeans that I've got draped over uh, which you can I probably see the fly he's off he's referring to a uh, a film a called movie. The Fly with um, um, a, an actor who was in one of the um, help Jurassic me, films help me Vincent Good. Price. No, not that fly. That's the original one you're thinking of. I'm, I'm yeah, thinking that's the one where, where the Jeff Goldblum one. That's the line, That's where the help me line is from. Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought so. You didn't use that, and I like the Jeff Goldblum one. That's a really good one. That one. Ugh, I, I no, I can't stand that one because uh, it's neither. I like Ugh. the Price one. Uh, that's a good one. Too. I like both of them. To be fair. Uh, right then. So that's. I'm just checking my diary. To see what I've got on next week. So now Personally, hold your horses somewhat. The best version of the fly was the one by you two. Oh god. Right, yes, yeah, so I'm alright for next week. And the week Yay. after. No oh, no, sorry, next week's alright. The week after oh well, no I have got that's alright, I'm gonna delete that one. Where am I? I've got to check that one's on whether that's on or not. I'm working, I where's small photo shoot? I can't I'll be working, so I'll delete that. So I'm alright then for the twenty first, twenty eighth. Um not so much on the fourth. because uh, I've so I need to mark out. Uh, oh the no, I don't know what's happening on the fourth. I'm, I think I might be. Under, oh god, we'll leave the fourth because I'm not sure about that. The eleventh, eighteenth, twenty-fifth, second, ninth, sixteenth, twenty-third, thirtieth, 
6th, uh, 13th, 20th, 27th, 4th, 11th, 6th, um, 18th, not the 25th, uh, not the 1st, um, and then the 8th, 15th, tw- at the moment is all right. I've um, lost track, that's <laughs> At the I've moment. I've lost the wheel to catch. But if I get a job that requires my services on a Sunday evening, yes, then I we will understand. be doing that. So, until next time, thank you for listening and watching Taking Part in the show. Please uh, give us feedback because Kirby starts grizzling. He doesn't do it on air, but as soon as we stop recording, he goes, I didn't get any feedback this week. <laughs> and um, we have to put up with another half hour of trying to consolate. What's the word, Ben? Consummate. <laughs> Consummate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, yes, making him Man. feel better. Right then, so until then, goodbye. Goodbye, fancy pants. Bye. Yeah, we had a laugh. The 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.